Yeah, you know, Ted, I think I would appreciate it, it if you have a mic. Right? It is key to the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I don't want it to be just me and then <laughs> you in the background making sounds. Yeah, good call, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ted. <laughs> we should do that one day. Yeah. One guy's off the mic for one whole episode. <laughs> right? We put it out and we don't act like we knew. Yeah, we'll just have the same conversation. Yeah. I just won't have this mic. It'll be like this. What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking about maybe going to the Mariners game. You know, big weekend. I mean, who knows what's going to happen big with them. Games, man. Yeah. Too bad Felix choked last night. Oh, gosh, man. That pissed me off. It's like one freaking inning if he could have just kept it together. I mean, that one call, that guy was out. Oh, by far, dude. Right. Big game for the Huskies this weekend. Absolutely. I mean, what well, Sounders, though, man. Dempsey's done. Dempsey's done. That's all right. Jay Smooth's going to score those goals. Sounds like he doesn't have the heart to play, huh? Oh. Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> no, I mean, it just it just deserves that reaction. It's a good joke. <laughs> it's heartless. <laughs> All right, we ready? <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. B-Tech Smith and Steve Metz. B-Tech Smith and Steve Metz. You are now entering the Metacolors. The Metacolors. Ted, I thought we were going to have to do another best of today. I, we, hey, you know, we're getting it in. We both have uh, meetings. I know. It's like we're bookending, a po- well, we're throwing a podcast in between two meetings. Yeah, basically, Steve was just in a meeting. Yep. He walked out. He came in the office and said, hey, Ted, and I go, all right, it's got to be a quick one. I got a meeting coming up in like half an hour. We just ran down here. We're going to pump it out. Yeah, we're going to pump it out. That's Ooh. what we do. Yeah, pump it out. So, you know, pump it out. <laughs> I guess. Pump is that it. the lyrics to that song? No, it, pump it up. All right. Yeah, pump it up. I feel like pump it out could be used a lot of different ways. Sometimes, uh, you know, when I'm home alone watching some videos, I pump it out. Yeah, maybe she, I, I pumped it out a little early. <laughs> Today? No, no, no. I just think she was attractive. <laughs> That's not usually us. We're going down the dark sexual route already. <laughs> we didn't even do the push-ups yet. We're already pumping it out. Yeah, well, luckily they didn't hear your heartless joke on the beginning. Oh, or should I keep it? <laughs> Ted and I were talking about possibly doing an episode where one of our mics is off for the entire episode. That's why you didn't hear Ted in the beginning of all that. Yeah, and yeah. it would just right, that would just be annoying to you. I don't know what joy we'd get out of it, but it right. seemed funny. Like, for one episode, I'll be off, and then Ted's mic will be on, and we'll just see if anyone notices. Yeah, and the other thing is, too, I was going to say, if I took my headphones off, I wouldn't be able to tell anyhow. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you have no idea. It would just be you and I talking. <laughs> so we should probably do the push-ups, huh? <laughs> yeah, man, let's do some push-ups. All right, man, let's do some push-ups. <laughs> These headphones suck. I can't even tell what I'm on, and I'm not on. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna really piss off our listeners. Yeah, be like, what is with those guys? Are they on something? Like, yeah, we always are. I mean, did the drugs kick in already? Realize that it did. You're right, man. You are freaking out, <laughs> man. All right, Ted, it's our opportunity to get the heart, <laughs> heart racing, the blood pumping, and the brain. Functioning? That's right. <laughs> I don't know if it is today. No, I don't think it is, but we're going to try and pump it out. Uh, uh, like we mentioned before, we're going to do this until November 18th, or the week of November 18th, when Metallica's new record comes out. All right. Freaking Ryan Castle got to go see Metallica in New York yesterday. I saw that, dude. At Webster Hall, which is like, it's a, it's pretty much like the Paramount 
Yeah. And he got to see Metallica perform there, which is just That's so cool. Unbelievable. So up until the new records release, we're just gonna pick I wonder random. if Kurt told him, like, hey, tell Steve and Ted I said hi. I noticed in the live video that he posted, it looked like he looked at Castle, who was kind of towards the back, gave him like a little nod and just said, Say what's up to my boys. Mega cast. Forever. <laughs> Dude, imagine if Kurt Hammond gave him a hug and was like, that's a mega hug from the mega cast. That'd be awesome. That'd right? be so awesome. <laughs> All right, Ted, let's get our 10 push-ups in, everybody. If you're not driving, <laughs> if you're not holding your baby, get if down. If you're not pumping it out. <laughs> you're not pumping it out. You know what? If you are pumping it out, let's extend this. Yeah, stop, man. Yeah, take a minute. And why are you listening to us while pumping it out? Could you do a push-up, though, if you were at full attention? I don't know. That's, right? That would be weird, right? I guess it depends on how, how much you're packing yeah, or how and how low. good your form is. <laughs> Give me five, give me that which I desire. All right, I'm all right. right. Are we in? Let's get ten, baby. I don't know why I called you baby. Let's do it, baby. Let's go, sweetheart. I did the old man crunch today. <laughs> really uh, yoga in a couple weeks. Uh, I gotta say, Ted, I gotta stop looking at the ground when we do push-ups. I'm gonna have to do them blindfolded. Is there another hair down there? No, this time I just saw two uh, nail clippings. What kind of savages are in this studio when we're not here? What is going on? Right. Who clips it? I mean, look, I need to clip my nails right now, but I wouldn't do it at work. No, you do it at home. Yeah, in the bathroom, too. Not in the living room. No, everything has to Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. You only pump it out in the living room. You don't pump it out in the bathroom. Well, I guess you could. <laughs> well, well, you probably have to sometimes. I live alone. I can pump it out wherever I want, Steve. Tech Talks, starring the Tech Smith. <laughs> uh, today, I'm going to tell you, man, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that when you go through a bad time, that it, it's always brighter on the other side. I mean, it is. You got to go through valleys, right, to get to those peaks. But everybody can tell you that. What I'm going to tell you today is, you know, if you're having a bad time, say, in your personal life, you know, maybe something at work will go good. You know, maybe it'll balance out that way. Maybe something's going on in work and that's not going well. And something in your personal life is doing really well, too. So, I mean, in the end, we all want that balance. But I think, you know, I think naturally life kind of balances itself out, too, for you. So just try to stay positive. Are you ever scared when things are going really well in all aspects? Like when you're firing on all cylinders, work, relationships, home life, friendships, that like something bad is about to happen. Yeah. I have that happen quite a bit. I've been very it creeps fortunate. in. Yeah. Like this past year has been a really good year. I mean, obviously there's been some, some trials and tribulations here and there, but on the big picture, I mean, life's been really good. And I'm, I'm like, when is the ball going to drop? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I was just talking to my brother, you know, and in the past year, he had a tough year with work and stuff, and they got it, you know, he's a vice principal, they brought in a new principal and stuff, and... Is it Kenny Powers? (laughs) Basically. (laughs) I mean, I'm kidding, but... Anyhow, but like my brother, you know, he, he's older than I am. He doesn't, he, he's not one to really, you know, feel bad for himself and not even feel bad. He's just not one to bitch and, and kind of vent a ton. But I could tell last year he was a little bit and it just, it's just crazy now talking to him. The new school he's at, 
Couldn't be happier. Nice. And he's like, I didn't have any idea that was around the corner. I just thought I was in this terrible situation. And there was like no end. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I mean, I look, I do it too. You can ask Steve. I call him sometimes worked up about something. And it's hard. Look, it's hard. But you, you got to stay positive, man. You know, because yeah. there's, there's two ways in life. You can always look towards the light or you can look towards the darkness. I've said this before, and, and I do believe it. And I understand there's definitely different circumstances that this doesn't fix everything. There's... Obviously, we all have our issues, and sometimes we have some things that are just beyond a bad circumstance. There's maybe just a certain chemical makeup inside somebody. And I understand that those things aren't easily solved, and it's, yeah. it's just... And it doesn't make them okay because you're positive in your own life. Right. It just means you're dealing with it. But I always say no matter what you're going through, whether it be the, the, the rut, whether it be some depression, if you can, if it's possible, do something fun. And I know yeah. that sounds stupid, but like I do that all the time. Whenever I'm getting in one of my, and I battle it all the time. I mean, it's I think we've talked about it before. We, all of us, at some point, are battling some kind of thing in our life, and and I struggle with depression lots of times. Sure. And what I wind up doing is I watch a lot of wrestling, or yeah. I'll watch, or I'll, I'll I've been now, uh, and much to my wife's happiness, I've been uh, really hooked on playing Madden. Uh, but oh, really? Yeah, I know you're a Madden guy. Seahawks, eleven and one, baby. Oh, eleven and one. Who'd you lose to? Ah, oh, um, Green crap. Bay. New York Jets, I think, which is not good. What the? F- the Jets, dude. It was early in the season. I didn't know really which buttons were doing what. A lot of times, I was trying to pass the number, the B guy, and I hit the Y button and got intercepted. You're not working through your progressions. I, I wasn't practicing. I just went right into the game thinking, I could skip this practice. I do not need the lessons. Are you watching tape? No. You have no idea what the Jets' offense is running. I did not know, and I maybe might have fell into Revis Island a couple of times. Ah, Steve. Dude, (laughs) look, as an old guy who hasn't played video games in a while, all these freaking buttons are freaking me out. It's a lot. And the thing that pisses me off, (laughs) I'm like, do something fun. And let me tell you about the fun thing that pisses me off, Ted. Whenever I want to throw to our boy Luke Wilson, I got to hit the damn right button, the right yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not even one of the letter ones. So I see him, I get excited, and I hit Y instead of that button. Next thing you know, I'm throwing it to Jermaine Curse and he gets picked off. Luke's open though. He's always He's open. He's in the flat. Give it to him. And I just re-signed him for a crap ton of money. Because in the game, it's like franchise mode. Yeah. And I was getting trade offers for Luke Wilson. I didn't entertain them. I didn't even look at them. That's a lie. He entertained them. All right. Maybe I looked at one. Just because <laughs> I was curious. I'm like, what are they offering? It was just draft picks. I'm like, I want draft picks. The chances of me playing this next season are not going to happen. I'll probably pay, play Madden 17 or whatever, 18, whatever comes out. Like, what do I care about draft picks? Give me the money and let's just back up the truck and hook up Luke Wilson. So I back up the truck for our boy Luke, right? Yeah. Mega family. I hook him up with a ton of millions of dollars and then what does he come back and say i like the offer the money is great i don't like the guarantee are you serious yes he turns me down does real luke know that he did this i had a talk with him about that yeah oh computer luke what are you doing right not even real luke can communicate to computer luke that that is a bullcrap move of course i'm I'm gonna give you the money man my word is gold i'm not sure computer luke is in the mega family he's not no, he's probably like on some other podcast, like Geek Nation. Oh, nerds! <laughs> For the record, I like to walk around. I like to take a walk and go to the grocery store when I'm upset. Not buy a ton of food. I just like to look at it. <laughs> I like that I'm trying to tell everybody about what makes me happy, and all it does is become a giant bitch fest. <laughs> Regardless, 
long story short. Regardless, yeah, be positive, folks. Stay positive. And screw you, computer Luke. And eventually I was able to give him a big enough guaranteed amount that we came to an agreement. Luke has signed on for four more years with my Seattle Seahawks. Nice. I'll yeah. tell you what, real Luke, had. I, I didn't watch the second half, so I took a nap. Mm-hmm. But in the first half, that second touchdown, he had a great block. Oh, yeah. They used him as a fullback. We, yeah. He came by on uh, BJ Miggs, and we're talking a little bit on the air, but a lot off the air. Like the week leading up, they're like, hey, we're going to use you in like a fullback road, but role because it's going to confuse everybody. Almost like that H-back that I used to use Cooley in in D.C., right? Yes. Same kind of a thing. So they're preparing for like a two wide out set or a two tight end set, and it turns out that he's not doing any of that, and that's why Kristen Michael had such a big game. Oh, he, I mean, he literally, good. I jumped off my couch and was like, oh, Luke, that's a block. And I don't know about you. Granted, we don't know Jimmy Graham, but in a roundabout way, he's we have a one degree separation because him and Luke are buds. Yeah. And we have gone out to dinner with Luke, and he shared some fun stories about Jimmy, and he sounds like a cool guy. I've, sounds awesome. I've been around him once, but I didn't get to talk to him. But just seeing how he was around, like, co- uh, general manager John Schneider, when I, we were in the same room, he just seems like a guy that just loves the team. Yeah. And, uh... Man, when he got that touchdown, I think I was flexing just as hard as Jimmy Graham. My muscles weren't as big, but I was flexing just as hard. Dude, I talked to somebody that had an interview uh, at the Seahawks for a position there, mm-hmm. and he told me Snyder is the truth. That like, guy is What you cool. see is what you get, and he was like, he was awesome. Oh, that's awesome to hear, because yeah. when I had that, I had a half a minute to talk to him at a movie screening for uh, Steve Gleason's movie yeah. uh, called Gleason, and we had a, a few minutes on the microphone, but even a couple minutes when the microphone was off, and... He was like genuinely engaged. Like that's the word he used, genuine. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with that, dude. Like at times, while we're talking, he's got his hand on my shoulder or on my arm. Like I know that sounds stupid, but there was just like an energy, like that kind yeah, of transfer. He's, he's right. He's he's breaking through that wall and making physical contact with you, let you know when he's caring. Like I was like, wow, he's really invested in this conversation. I just thought it was pretty awesome. And then at one point. Before my little chat with John Schneider, Jimmy Graham came to this uh, to the screening as well because he was a former saint. Yeah, so I'm sure he knows Gleason through that. And while Schneider's talking to someone else, Jimmy just gets right behind him and just gives him a big bear hug. And I'm like, for a player to do that to the GM, right? That's huge. That that, that says a lot about both parties. Yeah, and the organization. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, Jimmy Graham seems pretty cool, and I was pretty pumped about that. And uh, when we come back, but oh, quick shout out to Luke Wilson rocking the Mega Cash shirt when he came by on BJ. Oh Mix. yeah. He wears it all the time, he says. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I only know two Luke Wilsons, him and Computer Luke, and yeah. I, I take real-life Luke a hundred times over him. Com- Computer Luke doesn't wear our shirts. Oh, I, I mean, he's a nice enough dude, Computer Luke, mm-hmm. CO, but he's just, he, I don't know, his ego is just so much bigger. <sighs> Come on, let's just say what it is. Computer Luke's a dick. Yup. <laughs> Hopefully in the near future we'll have real life Luke on the podcast. Computer Luke won't do it. No chance. All right, the Megacast will be back. (laughs) Computer Luke. Life is too short to last long. And so is this break. The Megacast will be back.
wherever you are right now, stop and look at the people around you. It's possible that one or more of them are afflicted with a hopeless and heartbreaking disease. That's right. Someone close to you has never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. They believe the Starks are Iron Man and his family. They're fairly certain that Westeros is a brand of waffle iron. And they even think that a red wedding is just a questionable fashion choice. But there is hope. Introducing the Game of Thrones Challenged Humanitarian Alliance, or Gotcha. This group is dedicated to completely wiping this devastating condition off the face of the earth. Won't you help? Send your Blu-ray or DVD seasons of Game of Thrones to this station today. We'll take them to the nearest used DVD store and use the $4 profits to buy beer at the reach out to those less fortunate who have never seen someone get sexually assaulted while wearing a hollowed out pig's head and being fed their own intestines on cable TV. This one. It's heavy as f- the mega cast is back with the Tech Smith and Steve. And Ted, that's why I could never be a good general manager. Because <laughs> I want to just hook up my friends. I mean, I wish we weren't still talking about this during the break, but we are. I literally just said, like, I get it. He's a tough negotiator, but it's you. It's it's the mega family. We have actually spent the entire break because we never, we don't, for those that don't understand, I know we're a podcast, but we don't pause. Like, we don't hit pause and then, like, edit the, these, these commercials and the songs and all that stuff in. We fly through this, like, as if we're doing a live radio show. Yeah. So just understand that. So while we're doing this shortened break, Ted and I are still bitching about Computer Luke. Yeah. By the way, as long as we're talking about weird stuff, today the Backstreet Boys announced a residency this spring in Vegas. Me and DB are going. Do you want in? Well, my wife really wants to go to the uh, Britney Spears one because uh, there's a residency. When are you going? Shoot. I think they're do- they might be taking her spot after she leaves, though. Oh. Well, see, I th- I'm in. I'm in. Sid won't be in because Sid freaking hates the Backstreet Boys because she's an NSYNC girl. Look, look, man, I, I, got past, like both. I got past the East Coast, West Coast beef. Like, she needs to get past right. the NSYNC Backstreet Boys. Right. You can like Tupac and Biggie. Yeah. I think those days are gone. Look, I want it that way, and it's tearing up my heart. I mean, you can like both guys. Right. We don't need to say bye, bye, bye to any of the artists. No. That's about as far as I go, man. I can't go any further. Well, Backstreet's back, and it's going to be me. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I think this segment's gone. (laughs) We did play a little bit of a Blink-182 when we went to the break, and we haven't had a chance because last week we just weren't able to do a podcast, so we threw out the greatest hits. Hopefully a lot of people like that, Uh, and if you do, let us know what segments from the past that you think new people, new members of the Mega family might enjoy. I mean, obviously yeah. we have some other ones we want to do, but I felt like the Dave Grohl interview had to be thrown in there. For sure. Because that's still one of my favorite moments. And that really did start this. I mean, we did a Sully from Godsmack interview, but I feel like the, the Dave Grohl one really kind of put us on the map. 
Yeah, and I don't think we were doing them like it's consistently. That was just like once in a while we do one. Right. And then it was like after that, it was like, all right, we got to start doing this. These are fun. Let's keep this up. And then yeah. we started having a, a great feedback from from our from our mega family. So if you could think of any, feel free to tweet them at us and uh, email us, and we'll try and track those down. So that way, I'm hoping that the weeks that we're not able to do a mega cast, that we could throw out something just kind of like, hey, these are some of our favorite moments, the quote-unquote greatest hits. That'd be cool. I still love... I don't know if it's the best interview, but it's just because it's creepy, awkward, it's Manson. the Manson. We gotta put the Manson. The Manson <laughs> yeah. is definitely up there. Also, when we broke down the whole Angel of the Grapefruit Lady, that is... God, oh, yeah. That was a that was an awesome one as well. So, if you haven't heard these, don't go back and listen to them. Just wait no, until we put them wait. out. We got you yeah. covered. We got you. Don't worry. One of these days, you'll hear them. Right, and you'd have to go back and click a few buttons. Ah. Let Steve put this together and put right. it out for you. Make me do more work for you. <laughs> While I'm not negotiating deals with... Computer Luke, I'll edit up megacast shows. Um, Blink one eighty two, dude. So I go. Great show, first of all. Really <laughs> just, weird. I love Computer Luke. Yeah, Computer Luke drives a hard bargain. Uh, <laughs> dude, it was it was surprisingly packed. Blink one eighty two. Yeah, I know. I thought I thought okay, Key Arena, a little bit reaching. I thought by now. Fan base might have weaned a little bit. They don't have Tom DeLonge in the band anymore, and that that that's a big deal. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's no longer in the band. So, like, what's his deal? The infighting, or is he like a super Christian? Or <laughs> I like it's either one or the other. He's Generally, a, that's the way it goes to me. He's a Backstreet Boys kind of guy, and the rest of the band are insane, insane guys. Yeah. So I mean, enough said, dude. Right. Enough so, said. Yeah. What I gather from it sounds like. He's a difficult guy to be in a band with because he kind of wants the band to not be Blink-182. He almost wants them to be a little bit more serious. Right. Like a U2-esque, like Angels and Airwaves, his other band. Kind of a little bit more serious, a little less jokey, a little less pop-punky. And I don't think the other guys do that. Like, we're Blink-182. This is, this is what Blink-182 is. So he kept making it difficult for them to write new songs, record. He kept putting things off. But he never wanted to quit the band. It was almost like he didn't like his girlfriend, but he didn't want anyone else having sex with her. So he kind of stayed with her. Eventually, they pulled the plug and said, we're done with this. We're going to get Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio. He's a cool guy. He's a great songwriter. He's joining the band. See you later, Tom DeLonge. Then Tom put out a statement saying, I never wanted to leave the band. It's just, it's stupid. It's well, and I childish. Get, I, get, I get both sides. I get one to do something serious, but also it's like people love what Blink-182 did. Right. Like, I don't think it, you could still do your stuff on the side. I mean, it's like me and you with our podcast. Like, those are a little more serious than we do on the air, but it's like, sure. what am I going to be like, oh, this is more important? Like, no, like, this, no. Is, the, this is the show. Right. You this is how I pay I mean? my bills. Right. This is where the fan base is. Right. It's right. like it's like you don't stop playing uh, uh, beat Migs. I, it's not like people like it, you know say Vietnamese Vietnamese. What am I gonna stop saying it? Right. Like people like it when I say it. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> That's right, Tom DeLong. Yeah. Say Vietnamese, dude. Vietnamese up here. You know what skis. Well, anyway, so he. Um, <laughs> so I was surprised. I get there. The place is packed. Uh, if not sold out, close to sold out. 300 level, I thought was going to be curtained off. I figured, okay, they're just going to curtain off the top level. No, fully packed to the very top row. I saw people tweeting about it all week. It was unbelievable, dude. Yeah, and people I didn't think would want to go. It was so much fun. So the show was great. Uh, but before the show, I met up with a friend and my wife, my friend, and I, and her kid. And it turns out her kid has a new girlfriend. All right. This How old is the kid? Uh, 14 or 15. Oh, all right. Right. And the girlfriend's either 15 or 16, about a year older. It was kind of, 
You can tell. Like Awkward. I, I, yes, awkward. Not because of any reason other than the fact that, like, I think it was awkward for her, too, because it was, like, the first time, like, they were, like, on, like, a date, and mom, and, like, you could just tell, like, it was, like, for her, you know, I would imagine that's got to be the most awkward thing, that, like, now all of a sudden, your little kid is now now making that step into the dating world, and they're, like, yeah. super huggy, and it, it was cute, right? Well, <laughs> we're having dinner. I don't know how it comes up. Oh, we were talking about musical taste. Like, her son... Honestly, like minus the part that he's fourteen or fifteen, I could totally see myself hanging out with him. Like, All right. you know what I mean? Like, he's down. He's got great musical taste, very wise in the way that he thinks. Like some of the stuff he was saying about like internet stuff and the the, the, the world of social media, I was like, wow, this is like some deep knowledge that you got. Like, he's really like a very. You can tell he likes to think. He likes yeah. to really do research. I had a great time listening to him. So we're talking about music, and then they talked about how they went to a rave. Because he's a big fan of EDM music. All right. And then it was like how much of a culture shock it was for her mom and her kid to go to a rave where all these people are like just drugged out of their mind. Not every raver obviously does drugs. Like a rave or like a show at like the key? I think more, okay, maybe not like a rave like in a warehouse. All right. But like probably like a USC type show. All right. You yeah, know what yeah, I yeah. mean? Like it's a rave, but it's a more, it's a more mainstream rave. Right. Like Lucky or a... Uh... Or Freak Night. Yeah, exactly. One of those are like the color one. Um, th- those kind. Maybe Grizz the night before Thanksgiving at the Paramount. Quite Some people possibly. are saying it's going to be super dope. <laughs> Is it going to be super dope? It's going to be awesome, dude. I bought four tickets. Uh-oh. Yeah. Is that something I might need to go to? Oh, I would love you to go. All right. Yeah. Let me figure out my plans. But All right. But it is the night before Thanksgiving, That's, so. That, that might make things difficult. Yeah. We'll have to see how thankful my wife will be to let me leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about that kind of stuff and about, like, drugs. And, like, you know, he's like, ah, it's so weird and so crazy. Like, these people are just on drugs. I'm like, yeah. What's wrong with those people? <laughs> people have problems. <laughs> well, then his new girlfriend goes... Somehow it came up, weed came up, and his new girlfriend goes, oh, I've done weed. And she's like, yeah, one time I ate an edible. And I'm like, oh, it must have been like an accidental story. And then she's like, my sister gave it to me. And I'm like, I look at my friend, and she's just like, oh, sweet Jesus. Like, this is the last thing I want to hear from my, my son's new girlfriend that she did an edible with her family. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, I had had beers and stuff at 15. It's kind of become the new version of beer. <laughs> right. But it's hard to digest. <clears throat> it is. And it's just, even a 15-year-old kid being like, yeah, I drink beers, you'd be like, what? Yeah. Like, don't tell us. That was- Isn't that like the understanding you don't tell the parents? I know. Like no, they we were- know. You, they, you know they know. They know you know, but you don't tell them. We're just sitting at dinner, and this is like our dinner conversation, listening to a 15-year-old girl talk about how she got stoned with her family. Uh, kids, you're, I know high school kids will always experiment, but trust me, Steve and I can attest, just wait till you're older to really get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Just because your brain's still developing. Don't, I, I understand people are going to experiment. I, I got to agree with you. I'm really glad. And who knows what it would have been like if like me and you became friends in high school. Maybe we wouldn't have. And I feel like we would have probably still grown up the same way that we grew up. But like, I was glad that like looking back on it, like my mind was completely pure. Not that I'm saying I'm like impure now, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I let, my, I let myself develop and grow and become an adult that can make an adult decision and put myself in a safe environment as opposed to, you know. Possibly taking my put myself in a place where it's not really a good place to go. Yeah. 
So I, I know we want. Um, I know you had some notes about Blink One Eighty Two. Just as well. all right. So real quick. Yeah. The Soldiers of Destiny are having their annual uh, big hearts and backpacks. Yeah. Uh, over at the Pono Land, uh, Ranch. And that's the the that's the, the scooter club. Right, the Scooter Club, and this is going to help backpacks and get school supplies for a place up in Everett, a uh, safe place. Okay. So they're going to, it, it all goes, all it's all for charity and stuff, so they have these silent raffles too, right? Where you, or not silent raffles, but you buy you buy the raffle tickets, and then eventually they're going to announce it on stage. So I spent $40, I think, on raffle tickets, and they all went into, there was a suite for Blink-182. Okay. So I didn't realize people really cared that much, and it kind of became a joke, so, just uh, Barnes's girlfriend, I said, hey, look, I bought 40. She's like, I bought 40. I said, you get a pair of tickets if you win the suite. So, there's a few of us cutting deals, right? right? Yeah. So, now they announce who has the tickets. And there's this group of women that bought, I mean, hundreds of tickets, right? So, they announced the number. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. Like, we got to see the, if we have the number. So, I'm kind of drunk. And I go, pull another number, right? And they, it turns out they do have the number. And they're going, woo, they're screaming. So I could walk by the do- the door girl, and I had told her she could come too. And I go, sorry, the woo the woo women want it. We don't get to go, right? And she's like, ah. And then this dude walks over and goes, hey man, just so you know, uh, her son's coming back from war in Afghanistan and loves Blink One Eighty Two, so that's why they're so fired up about the suite. And I was like, Jesus oh, Christ, oh, 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 oh. I'm the biggest a hole in the world. You're right up there with Computer Luke, man. Yeah, I know, dude. Isn't that brutal? I'm starting, I'm starting to think Computer Ted is more compassionate. <laughs> oh, that is that's funny. It's, I mean, right? We, I mean, we had no idea to know that, but it was just, I just, I don't know. I just felt terrible. Like, yep, that feels like a future TED talk right there. Not that I'm helping you out with that, but you know. <laughs> Like, I do that too sometimes, like, especially like service, like if you're not being treated well, like a restaurant or whatever, or whatever it may be. Or I had this happen once with like a goalie. Like I had, like I I created an opinion about him just because he did something. And then I turned out, I found out that like, he's just an incredible human being. And I was a freaking dick for thinking like that. Like sometimes just before you have like these moments of being judgmental, think that there might be a backstory. And you yeah. just don't know about the backstory, but the backstory could be something really special. Yeah, or something powerful. Yeah. Like they just really put every ounce of effort to get a suite for their kid who's coming back from war. From war. Ted. Mm-hmm. And I'm making fun of Way the, to go. the mom. Well, we know who's the terrorist on this podcast. We'll be back. Thanks, dude. <laughs> I'd like to be in the back seat with these guys. The mega cast is back. So baby, pull me closer in the backseat of your rover That I know you can't afford Bite that tattoo on your shoulder Pull the sheets right off the corner Of the mattress that you stole From your roommate back in Boulder We ain't ever getting older He's out there somewhere, he's alone, and he's frightened, and about to re-enter a life he thought he'd left behind. Women of America, won't you offer comfort and warmth? 
to poor, heartbroken Brad Pitt? Maybe it's just a cup of coffee and a sympathetic ear, perhaps a quiet conversation on a long walk in whatever country he and what's-her-name live in. Sure, she accused him of bad parenting, but that's only because he let their kids watch Interview with the Vampire. And if Brad thinks he saw vampires then, wait till he gets a load of Angelina's lawyer. Or maybe your idea is to show up naked at his hotel suite with a five-liter bottle of tequila, a tub of salt, and a bag full of limes as the Margarita-O-Gram. Whatever you can do, and however often, Brad will surely appreciate it. And it may just restore his faith in humanity. Sure, it'll be a sacrifice, sleeping with the most desirable man in Hollywood. But if not for Brad, do it for your country. These two guys are all about the hustle. The mega cast is back. That's right, Ted dancing in here. I'm watching like as if all the mega family could see what you're doing. I know. Yeah. Tantra won't even look over at us. No. Tantra's in the middle of taking selfies with dollar bills dollar on Dollar bills head. on his forehead. That's just what he does. That's what they do over there at Hot 103.7. Dude, speaking of popping tags and being a hustler, I shaved this morning, brand new blade, fresh brand new pair of underwear. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fresh and clean, son. The, the brand new blade is a great feeling. <laughs> Are you like me that you just keep pushing it off and pushing it off? Not because you don't have an extra blade, but because you forget to keep fixing it. That's exactly it. what happened today. I did. I took one little swipe and I went, what am I doing? I have four blades in here. Right. <laughs> like, there's no reason to do this. And I don't know about you, but I shave in the shower. So I shave post shower. Okay, so I'm in the shower is when I realize, wow, I feel like I'm shaving with a cheese grater right now. Yeah, you could feel it. Yeah, and I'm like... But I don't feel like getting out of the shower to switch out the blades. So I just kind of power through it. And then I have all these bumps. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. Dude, when we first moved here, like, because bottom where I wasn't making any money, I had used the same blade for so long. Like, I bought new blades. And I had been pressing so hard. Like, I cut the crap out of my oh, neck. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you make the switch, finally. Yeah. Right, you, you still have it in that mid- Yeah. Just nice and soft. Dude, I couldn't believe I tweeted that out this morning. Shave my neck with a new blade and brand new underwear. I would say, hashtag ballin', hashtag the good life. And, uh, 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 Brad Evans from the Sounders gave it a favorite. I love when, like, random people, um, like, the other day I made that silly video of Lulu wrestling CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so stupid, but I was like, and I even debated putting it out there. I'm like, gosh, people are going to think I'm just a weirdo. Oh, wait, I am a weirdo. I'll just put it out there. All of a sudden, you know, that really it took off. People really enjoyed that video because I just synced the audio of the actual fight with I used to have a CM Punk, well, I still do, a, like a, a stuffed bear that looks like CM Punk that Lucy, my old dog, used to play with. Yeah. And so I pulled it out, I found it, and I had Lulu wrestle it, and it was just stupid and silly. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wow, look who just replied to it. My all time favorite comedian, Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer? Right, that's awesome. Because he follows me, uh, which is, that blew me away in the first place. So he writes, ha ha. I'm like, that is, wow, I just made my favorite comedian, ha ha. Yeah. I mean, I'm so stupid, but it was really, I was really geeked out about that. And then he retweets it. Nice. Oh, it's awesome. It made me feel like a million bucks. Now, like I was a favorite out of Brad. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to one-up you. 
It doesn't seem that cool now. And I'm it's wearing like a, a Sounder shirt today. I'm a dick. Sorry. Thanks, Brad. Well, no, Brad could just do more for me. <laughs> did you ever see the video that Brad and I did? Um, when I did an appearance with Brad Evans uh, for uh He's Sprint. a fan of the station. He is such a cool guy. He's a super nice dude. One of the nicest guys. Like, genuinely just a good dude. So I'm doing, like, a quick video being like, hey, join me over here. I'm hanging out with Brad Evans. And I had his 8x10. And I'm pretending that Brad Evan, that is Brad Evan. I'm like, hey, Brad, how you doing? And then out of, out of the blue, the 8 by 10 gets pulled away, and it's really Brad Evan. He goes, Steve, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Ted, I do want to talk about, um, you know, I, I want to play this audio for you. Because right, we just talked right, about the it. CM Punk fight. Um, Brock Lesnar. No, from CM Smoke Punk. fight. And CM the Punk. The one versus Lulu. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> a good point. It wasn't a real legit fight. I mean, he had no chance. He probably lasted longer than he did in the <laughs> UFC. He lasted. It was a quicker fight than the one against Mickey Gall. Oh. Lulu's a fierce competitor, man. She's, she's been training. She's the warrior princess for a reason. You don't take a white belt in jujitsu against a white Maltishan. No, no, sir. No. Plus, I mean, I've seen her spar with Marshawn Lynch on many occasions. Right. And he's about that action. Mm-hmm. And he can't handle it. Dude, how funny is this? So, like, we put her in... It's like basically like a kid's kennel, like those ones that, you know, those kid gates. That, yeah. So we turn it. You, you've seen it. It's in the guest bedroom. It's just, it's basically a kennel for her, but it's not metal. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a plastic thing, so she doesn't bite on it. And actually, she really likes it. Like any other, well, I don't know if she really likes it, but she doesn't like paw at it and bite at it. It's like, it's, it's spacious. It's comfortable. And we always, when we put her in there, we put her in there with a couple of toys. That way she could play with some toys if she wants. I yeah. always wonder, does she really play with toys? The other day I come home and we put Marshawn Lynch, the stuffed Marshawn Lynch toy that we have, and something else in there. I get home. Marshawn Lynch is outside of the kennel looking in. And I'm like, all right, maybe I didn't put Marshawn Lynch in there and I just left it outside of the kennel because the kennel doesn't have a top. So what did she do? Like throw him out? She threw him out. She threw him out. out. Dude, yeah. it's like a it's like a over the top match. Right. He climbed the cage and got out. He won. So, so what did he win or I see I'm saying mm, if she threw him out, maybe she won. That's a good point. This is a, this isn't wrestling after all. So I'm like, all right, no, there's got to be two I know for a fact that we put toy, two toys in there all the time. I look in there, there's only one toy. I'm like, "Geez, funny." Next day, do the same thing. Come home. Marshawn Lynch is again outside of the damn So camera. it's only Marshawn. It's only Marshawn. She doesn't do it all the time. I've tried it again since. She hasn't done it again. But she's never done that before, and she hasn't done it after. I wonder if there's just like some days, Marsh, you know, stuff Marshawn just looks at her the wrong way. And she's just like, get the hell out of here. So are you retired or not? I don't know. Well, get out then. <laughs> so... Um, Brock Lesnar obviously has done the UFC thing before. Uh, yeah, he, he's he, a juice monkey. Yeah, he's th- th- that's for sure. I found this audio. Uh, Sam Roberts, who's a very I love Sam Roberts. I'm a wrestling fan. He does a great wrestling podcast. He used to work with Opie and Anthony and Opie and Jimmy. He does stuff. He has his own show on uh, Sirius XM right. at night. Well, he does a lot of wrestling stuff. He was at a wrestling party for their new video game uh, the, the the upcoming wwe 2k 17 all right so at those things other wrestlers show up and he has an opportunity to interview them well it just so happened brock lesnar showed up all right and this is probably the most entertaining uh version of brock lesnar i've ever witnessed on camera like, all right typically he's kind of serious right so he's there with paul Heyman. he's being interviewed by sam roberts 
And he's still angry Brock, but you could tell he's just having fun. All right. All right, so here's the interview. Let me know if you want me to pause it at any point. Sam Roberts here with warning you up front. And that's uh, Paul Heyman warning him. Right. Yeah. I keep telling you, he's not friendly and he doesn't like people, Sam. So make your questions good. Brock, what's the haps? Oh, God. Now, that's how- is, is is I got to ask. Yeah. Is Heyman just a different version of Donald Trump? <laughs> the way he just said, make your questions good. It sounds like when he goes, wrong. He has a Trump-like quality to him. I never thought about that. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's my new Trump impression. So I feel like I could get the pacing, you know, of a uh, Brock, the way he talks. Like, I got that one down. So that's my new Trump thing. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> my new thing is, anytime we talk about Trump and, like, his issues with anyone, I'm like, huh. Ted D. Ted Smith, oh, I, I got property in him. Because <laughs> that was basically the whole debate. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans is sinking. That's uh, all right. I got property in New Orleans. Of course I care about New Orleans. Yeah, of course I like Ted Smith. I got a I, I got hundred friends named Ted. Right. So Sam, he likes to start his interviews by going, what's the haps? Like, all what's right. the happening? Uh, and that usually people that don't know Sam are always like, what the hell does that mean? I mean, yeah, that makes enough sense to me. What's the haps? Like, yeah, what's what up, Sam? Yeah, not much, man. I'm just doing the video game press thing. Yeah. The what? Haps? That's the first of two questions. What's your second one? <laughs> Ruthless. Heyman is always on. Always. Yeah. What's the haps? Yeah. What does that mean? It's like a thing, you know, like Paul says that he invented it sometimes. It's like, what's the haps, you know? I don't know, man. You don't. Now... I've had one encounter with Brock Lesnar. I mean, I've had an interview on the phone. He wasn't all that great. But I had that one encounter with Brock Lesnar when we went to that UFC fight in Portland. Yeah. He didn't fight, but he was there. This is back when he was still a part of the UFC. He was cornering somebody. Right. So he's walking by, and I'm in the front row with Rick Jones. Remember, we rotated, and I had the chance when uh, it was uh, Randy Couture's fight. I sat in the front row. And Brock Lesnar walks by, and it was right around the time when he had that that issue where he name-checked Bud Light or... And it was like he wasn't supposed to. He said, "I'm going to have a Bud Light when it was supposed like this, right because like Coors Light was sponsoring it or right. something." And I could have it confused. It could have been Coors Light. It might have been he said, "I want Coors Light, not Bud Light." Right. He basically screwed that up. So I go, "Hey man, you want a Coors Light?" Like as a joke. And he turns around and gives me a look. I've never been more afraid of a human being in my life. Yeah, he co- he came out earlier too when me and Ben were sitting there, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I'm going to say something." And when he walked by, I didn't say a word. It's terrifying. Yeah, and people were like, Brock, Brock, and he just kind of like gave a smile and was like, all right, like like I'm working. Yeah, when he looked at me and gave me a glare like that wasn't funny, and I was like, my bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it cost him thousands of dollars, Steve. <laughs> if you had the opportunity, would you like to face Conor McGregor in a WWE ring? Man, I take bigger than that kid, all right? <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's get... I know you guys all play video games, and you live in this false sense of reality, and... I'm 290 pounds, all right? This guy's 145 pounds. That's if he's lucky and gets up and eats his Wheaties, okay? All right, if Conor McGregor wants to say some to me and get his name out there more than he already has by, by dropping my name, I got about 10 words for him. Come here face-to-face, Conor, all right, and say it to my face. It's like 12, 12 words. I don't think he was really keeping track. Otherwise, leave me and the WWE out of it because I came to your arena and kicked ass. Now, if you want, and if you're so 
tough, come to our arena and try to kick some ass. Get the- that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. just gave him a yeah. hard time. I know we're right. up against the clock. Sorry, dude. Yeah, that we, that's kind of a big one. I got to go to. Well, I don't need to hear that kind of personal information, Ted. <laughs> All right, let's get ten. Let's, let's get the hell out of here. Fuel, give me five. Give me that. Ah. Ah. Thank you for listening to the Megacast. Ted, you can get out of here. I know you got right. meetings to go to. I'll just, I'll, I'll handle the rest of this. All right, see you, Mega Power. All right, thank you, Ted. We'll be back next week where we can actually do a full-on. Uh, we almost pulled it off. We're at 44, 45 minutes. Typically, we do 55. Yeah, Ted, don't let the door hit you at a good Lord split you. Thank you for listening to the Megacast. You can always find us on Twitter at the Megacast. Shoot us an email that we never check. The Megacast at Yahoo.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Review us. Five stars, of course. And as always, have a great week.